In the book of Genesis, the 18th and 21st chapters, the Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he stood at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing there. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I have found favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves. That you may refresh yourselves. And then they said, do as you have told. Do as you have said. So Abraham hastened to the tent to Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of choice flour. Knead it and make cakes. And then he went to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared, and he set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There in the tent. Then one said, I will surely come to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah was listening by the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time, I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, oh yes, you did laugh. The Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son, whom Sarah bore him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac after he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who would ever have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. This is God's good news for us today. Amen. Amen. Sisters and brothers, grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? As you think about that question, think about where you are as you contemplate how you will answer.
We've just sung songs together. We've gathered together in fellowship and praise. We are here with our sisters and brothers in Christ, neighbors and friends to worship. So my guess is, is that the answer that you would give to that question is no. There's nothing too wonderful for the Lord, right? God, with God, all things are possible. There is nothing too wonderful for the Lord. But I have to ask you, do our lives show that that is true? Do our lives reflect the truth of that reality? Do you ever worry? Are you ever afraid? Do you ever hesitate to step out in faith, to take a risk for fear that someone might laugh, that you might fail? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? I can't speak for all of you, but I know that for myself, sometimes the way I live my life, the answer is, well, yes, there are one or two things that might be too wonderful for the Lord. That's the reality of our humanity that we doubt and we fear and we become anxious and concerned and we wonder is God really present? Is God really here with us? Is it possible that all things are possible with God? I think that was the question going on in Abraham and Sarah's mind in our text for today. Because you need to know that this is not the first time that the Lord had appeared to Abraham. The Lord appeared to Abraham back in chapter 12 of the book of Genesis. We've come quite a long way since last week's creation story in chapters 1 and 2. A lot has happened. Adam and Eve strayed from God's will. Cain killed Abel. Noah built an ark. And after the floods receded, Noah's children began to multiply. And they were filled with pride. And they were filled with, um, they were so enamored with their own accomplishments that they thought, let's build a tower up to the heavens until God saw what was going on and confused their language. And in the midst of that, we hear this genealogy from Shem, Noah's son, all the way up to Abram. There's not too much about Abram that's special. Seemed like an ordinary enough guy, except for the fact that he was 75 years old and married to Sarai, and they had no children. But that's when God spoke to him. And God said, you know what? I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you land, and I'm going to give you children, and I'm going to bless you. But here's the thing about God's blessing. If you notice, I can't find one time in the Bible where when somebody's blessed, it's for, their, it's, for its own sake. Abram and Sarai were not blessed by God just because they were good people and God thought they might deserve it. God says, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing to others. You're the nation that will spring up 
from your descendants will bless the rest of the world. All the families of the earth will be blessed by you. Because you will show them who I am. You will show them what I'm like. How much I love you. And they waited. And they waited. And they waited. And they waited. It was years later, 25 years later, when God spoke to Abram and said, Now your name will be Abraham, which means father of multitudes, and you will have a son, and his name will be Isaac. And you know what Abraham did? He fell on the ground laughing. You can't be serious, Lord. Really? I'm 99 years old. Sarah, Sarai, who now became Sarah, which means princess, is 90 years old. They knew that that didn't work anymore. They weren't able to conceive. And they had tried other ways. They had taken matters into their own hands. At one point, Sarah said, you know what? Take my servant Hagar, have a child with her. At least you'll have an heir. It may not be exactly what God had in mind for us, but it'll have to do, I guess. You see, over the years, they'd become impatient and frustrated and disappointed. And they couldn't believe that such a thing could happen to them. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? The way we live our lives, we wonder. Because each of us has had experience of disappointment and frustration, right? All of us have had our moments of waiting and wondering. Broken relationships, grief and loss, expectations that were not met, failures, mistakes. And we wonder, is God really present in all this? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? So the Lord appears to Abraham again. And he says, when I return, Sarah will have a son. This time Sarah's listening at the entrance of the tent, and it's her turn to laugh. It's not a joyous laughter. It's not a humorous laughter. It's a laughter of scoffing and disbelief. It's a laughter of disappointment and frustration. The translation that comes out as she laughed to herself really means she laughed in her womb, a belly laugh at God. Right, God. I'm 90 years old. My husband is 99. We've waited for 25 years. Really? But you see, God took Sarah's scoffing, disbelieving <clears throat> laughter and turned it into joyous, hopeful laughter. This same pattern that we learned about last week in the creation story of evening to morning is played out in this couple who are at the beyond the evening of their lives to the midnight of their lives. 
And in the birth of the baby boy, Isaac, the joy that comes with the morning, hope for the future, belief and faith that God does keep God's promises. You and I can learn from Sarah and Abraham, not only within our lives, but as a community of faith, as a community of Christ Church, that we no longer need to be afraid, that we don't need to second-guess ourselves, that we don't need to worry and be anxious about what God has in store for us Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? And we say, no, there is nothing too wonderful for the Lord so we can reach out. We can take risks. We can step out in faith. And sometimes we're going to fail. And sometimes we're going to succeed. But God is there in the midst of all of it. You see, that's the real promise covenant that God made with Abraham and Sarah and God makes with us in Jesus Christ. God never promised Abraham and Sarah that their lives would be easy, that because they were blessed, everything would go swimmingly for them. And God never promised us that either. But God promised us that through all that life sends us, God is there in the midst of all of it loving us as we are and calling us to share that news with others. Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. There's a bit of a pun there because Isaac means laughter. But God also brought the laughter of joy and fulfilled promises and hope for the future to Sarah and to Abraham that day. And she goes on to say, everyone who hears will laugh with me. This is why we gather together. So that we can remind ourselves when we're down, when we're feeling like God is not present, we gather together to remind ourselves that God is with us. Emmanuel. That God is present in our mission and ministry here in this place and throughout the world. My hope for you and for me in the coming days and weeks and months is that we continue to remind ourselves that nothing is impossible with God. That nothing is too wonderful for God. And that we invite others into the laughter and joy that we have experienced. Everyone who hears will laugh with us because nothing is too wonderful for the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you that you are present with us even in times that are difficult, in the midst of grief and loss and all the things that life throws at us. We gather together to remind one another that you are a God who keeps promises, that you are a God that will always be present with us, and that you call us to share this good news. Bless us as we continue your mission and ministry here in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.